Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Guys, are you trying to stay in 20-year-old shape into your 30s and 40s and finding it, well, impossible? Then you need to listen to this. Beachbody, the company that revolutionized getting ripped at home with P90X and Insanity, has a brand new program just for you called Lift 4. It's part lift. It's part hit. With total body shredding results in just 30 to 40 minutes a day, right at home on the Beachbody On Demand app. That's how you get killer results as an adult. Go to Beachbody.com to sign up now and you can try Live 4 for free. That's Beachbody.com. Hello and welcome back to the Space News by SpaceIndustryNews.com. My name is Will and today we're going to be talking about NASA's Curiosity rover and it is doing some science. It's rolling and it's drilling again and there are some exomoons that may have moons. So moons, they have moons and those moons are called moon moons. (laughs) Moon moons and they may support alien life according to some studies. And NASA and Yuri Milner will be working together on life-hunting mission to Enceladus. So NASA is working with a billionaire entrepreneur, Yuri Milner, and they're helping him on a first private deep space mission, a journey designed to detect life, if it exists, on Saturn's moon Enceladus, according to documents acquired by New Science and uh, New Scientist, I'm sorry, and New Scientist Mark Harris reports that agreements have been signed by NASA and Milner's nonprofit breakthrough Starshot Foundation in September. They show that the organizations are working on scientific, technical, and financial plans for the ambitious mission. NASA has committed over $70,000 to help produce a concept study for a flyby mission. The funds won't be paid to breakthrough, but represent the agency's own staffing costs of the project. The teams will be working together in the project plan and concepts through the next year, uh, the new scientist reports. And icy moons orbiting Saturn and Jupiter are intriguing candidates for alien life. Europa has evidence of water in the form of plumes, water vapor plumes. And it, they're spewing out of the cracks on the icy surface. And... Representative John Culberson of Texas, Republican out of Texas, who was recently voted out of office, was a strong proponent for a NASA mission to the icy world. Now, it's good to have those kind of people to back up NASA. It's good for those kind of plans. Enceladus specifically has evidence of a warm ocean in complex organic molecules, according to uh, Cassini data. Uh, Though it orbits Saturn, which is uh, farther from Earth than Jupiter, uh, life may have evolved beneath the ice around the heat spewed from volcanic vents, as some animals have done in the murky depths of Earth's oceans. Uh, breakthrough Initiatives Project seeks to answer the deepest questions about space, including whether we're alone in the universe, and its board includes billionaires Yuri Milner, Milner and Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, and formerly physicist Stephen Hawking, who passed away in March. 
It lists mission concepts like a solar sail to reach nearby stars, developing the technology to find Earth-like exoplanets, and sending out a message meant for aliens. So these guys are doing a lot of cool stuff. The Breakthrough Initiatives Project, they're doing some pretty cool stuff. Solar sails are pretty cool. That's a transport mechanism. They're going to go to nearby stars if they get it fixed and working. Um, and they're going to develop technology to find Earth-like exoplanets and send messages uh, meant for aliens. So that's pretty cool stuff, man. Think about that. Like, if that all works out, that's going to be pretty freaking sweet. So, yeah, let's, I'll keep you updated on that stuff when it comes out. Um, so Mars Curiosity rover, it's rolling and digging again. And it's doing some science. Um, so after suffering a couple technical glitches that put Curiosity rover off its duties on Mars this year, uh, the Explorer seems to be back in full health. And it's been driven to a new site and drilled the sample hole, according to NASA. And that hole is its 18th successful drilling assignment. And it targeted a type of rock geologists with the mission have been eyeing for more than a month but it failed to successfully drill at a previous site. So now it's up and running, it's moving, it's shaking, and it's drilling. So the drill has been out of commission between late 2016 and this May as engineers, as engineers uh, have addressed a problem with the instrument, but it's back and it's drilling cool stuff. Um, so Curios Curiosity is now analyzing the powder from these new drilling spots and uh, should tell scientists more about the rock of the site. The rover will also be watching how the little pile moves over time, which essentially creates weather observations by tracking wind movement. That's what NASA has said. It's an interesting time for weather observations on Mars because Curiosity's robotic companion, Opportunity, remains silent on the opposite side of the planet after a global dust storm earlier this year. And scientists hope that a seasonal weather phenomenon known as dust devils will be able to clear any lingering dust off Opportunity's solar panels and help it return to its normal operations. And in order to reach this new site for science, Curiosity had to drive about 197 feet. That's around 60 meters. And the journey comes a month after engineers Running the rover were forced to switch Curiosity to his backup brain after a computer glitch occurred on September 15th. So most of these systems that they send out there, most of these rovers and satellites and things, they have redundancy built into them. This is one of the cases that they really needed redundancy. And they got it, and it worked. The backup brain worked enough to get them to where they needed to go. And now this thing, it works again. So engineers are still trying to figure out um, what went wrong. And, you know, they got to figure it out. And then if they can figure out what happened and, you know, um, you know, they, they've been trying to figure out for a while and they're still trying to figure it out now. And although the uh, rover doesn't need both of those computers to operate at once, they do want to repair the problem and switch back because the offline computer has more memory in it. Also, if they get both of the computers working, if something were to go wrong with one of them, they can always switch it to the other one. Like right now, they're running on one. They're running on one brain. If this brain goes out, that's it. This little guy is, uh, he's toast.
So you got some you got some problems to fix, but it's up and running, it's working, and we're good to go for now, which is really freaking cool. Now there's some exomoons <laughs> that have moons, and they might support alien life. And these moons have the coolest name of anything ever in space, I think. Probably the cutest name. These exoplanet moons, or these exomoons, could have moons. And those moons are known as moon moons. Moon moons. Um, and astronomers think they may have found the first moon circling a planet beyond our solar system. Uh, one researcher is looking at what the weather might be like on that moon. So astronomers have said they've uh, zeroed in on what could be the first moon seen orbiting a planet in another solar system. This potential exomoon is the size of Neptune and is circling a Jupiter-sized gas giant called Kepler-1625b. There's such a massive satellite around Kepler-1625b, it'd be far larger than any of the dozens of moons in our own solar system leading one researcher to consider whether the exomoon could have a moon of its own. And uh, Duncan Forgan uh, from University of St. Andrews in Scotland said, this exomoon would be sufficiently large to stably host its own satellite. So basically what he's saying is, this thing, this giant satellite, could have its own satellite. This exomoon, moon of an exoplanet, could be big enough, could have enough gravity and have enough mass that it could have its own moon. So this moon of an exoplanet could have a moon. So that moon would be called a moon moon. <laughs> oh man. So that's, you know, when he found it, um, it sparked a discussion of a new category of celestial object, a moon moon or a sub moon. I think moon moon is a better term. I mean, come on, you gotta, you gotta have some fun out there. You're in space doing cool stuff. So uh, Forgan modeled the climate of such a hypothetical moon moon and found that if it if one exists in a Kepler 1625 system, it might even be livable with temperatures on the surface ranging between 44 and 152 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 7 and 67 Celsius. And uh, Forgan... Forgan said, uh, if large exomoons are found in the universe, this raises not only the prospect of moon moons, but habitable moon moons. So if a moon is circling around and orbiting around a planet, or around an exoplanet, it's an exomoon, and these moon moons quite possibly could harbor life. So could the first exomoon that's not the moon moon host mo exomoon people, <laughs> exomoon critters, and the moon moon could host other exomoon critters. So we'd have exomoons and moon moons with life on them. Is that possible? It's probably possible. I mean, anything's possible in this, in this crazy universe that we have. So, um, <laughs> so this uh, temperature range of Forgan's model finds for the hypothetical moon moon. It could require some pretty strong air conditioning to keep humans comfortable during the hottest times. But if it, you know, if they can, if they do some more studies, do some more analytics and do some more modeling, the hottest times are going to be really hot. 
but it's a very preliminary estimate right now of what the moon-moon climate might be like. So if they do more modeling and they figure out, you know, hey, maybe this is habitable. Maybe it's good enough for us to go to, good enough for us to shoot something at and shoot a satellite out there. It's going to be really far away. But, I mean, is it worth it to send something out there? Because this exo-moon's moon, the moon-moon, might possibly harbor life. Of course, it's easier to send something closer to one of our moons of one of our planets and our solar system. But eventually, I mean, we're going to be able to go out to Kepler-1625b. And when we do, we're going to have to send satellites out there before we get sent humans out there so we can figure out if we can land humans on this moon moon. Oh, man, what a crazy, crazy thing to think about. Now, hopefully, um, hopefully we get out there eventually as a as a species i'm pretty sure i'm not going to be alive when that happens i'm pretty sure anybody who's listening to this podcast is probably not going to be alive unless we break through some crazy science in the next 10 15 years but it's possible anything's possible like i said before so this neptune sized moon has a moon moon and hopefully someday i'll see all y'all there and we all hang out we have a little meetup on this moon moon how freaking cool would that be? So let's, uh, I'm going to wrap it up for there or there for today. Um, it's pretty late here. It's about midnight. Just wanted to get one of these pods out here for you guys. So I want to say thank you for everybody that's been supporting the pod, everybody that's been donating. Um, you can find the link in our description of where to donate. And you can also, the best thing you can do to support the pod is to give us star rating on apple itunes or any of the podcast platforms that you listen to give us a rating and give us a comment that stuff really helps tell your friends you know share it whatever post on your blog or twitter or wherever you want to post it that stuff helps a ton we're getting more and more listens every day this thing is growing thanks to you guys so this is all this is all your fault <laughs> basically this is all you guys and you know i'm i just do these things for fun so I appreciate you guys and all your help and I will uh I will bid you a fair night and always always enjoy yourself keep looking up as Neil deGrasse Tyson would say and uh yeah good night everybody signing off for the space news this is Will and I will see you next time membership fees apply after free trial cancel anytime can I be real for a second that goal you have to exercise and eat better you really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed. Move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu.